Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Elsa Albert is the owner of Compose Living, an LA-based professional organizing company and mom to three boys. Her mission with Compose Living is to help families implement easy to maintain functional systems in their homes so that they can spend their time and energy with the ones they love, not constantly searching for missing homework. Hey, Elsa, welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. No, I'm so excited for you to be here. One of the things that we were talking about kind of in the pre-interview is not just um, not searching for missing homework, but like staying sane <laughs> through staying organized. Oh, absolutely. I would just love to hear more about how you do that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? For me, it's especially like I run my business out of my home um, and now more than ever with, you know, the two younger boys are doing all of their schoolwork from home. My husband's been here working from home since March. And I think it's just like the impact for our family of realizing like that we already had all of these great systems in place. It really has made this so much less of a struggle, especially during this time. But I think in general, like everyone being on the same page in our household with like, we've trained the kids since they were very small with like everything being labeled and the consistency of like this always goes back to the place where you got it from and making it very easy for everyone to know where everything lives, where to find everything and how to put everything back. Uh, we really do just end up with such seamless days. And, you know, we have yet to struggle through the kids like rushing out and being like, I don't have what I need to do my homework or I can't find this thing. <laughs> how old are your kids? Um, the oldest is 20 and the youngest two just turned 10 and 12. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they're just like right in the middle of that, like middle school, end of <laughs> elementary school nonstop Zoom meetings. I think for me, when I started Compose Living, I always wanted to focus on working with families because of how close, you know, that resonates to my own life. And I see the difference, especially even just with each of the three boys. Um, some of them, like the older one for sure, takes the most after my own nature. And he just loves everything to be neat and tidy and put away. Uh, but it's been fun also navigating like the littlest one. He is like the most sentimental, I think. So he wants to hold on to everything. He doesn't, his brain doesn't work in the same way as mine does. He's much more creative. He wants to like see everything out. And so it's been a fun uh, challenge, I guess, too, just like working with each of their different personalities to come up with systems that work for each of them. How do you do that? Like, how do you figure out what system is going to work for them and then encourage and get them to actually follow it? Yeah. 
That's such a good question. Uh, definitely more challenging with the littlest one, but it's just a matter of figuring out. And I think this is true of working with all of our clients is how that person actually functions in their space. And then once you understand that, then it becomes easier to tailor the solution to that person's actual needs. So for Hayes, um, the 10 year old, he needs to see things around him in order to feel creative. And that's like the vibe that he's going for in his room. So we had to give him much more sort of like open shelving and containment where he can actually see things, but everything still has its own place. So in his room, like he loves to have all his books out on shelves. Um, he loves to keep all of his Lego creations put together and out where he can see them. So he, we just kind of had to do much more accessible shelving where he can actually see his things, but they're like beautifully contained and not just thrown all over the carpet. And same within his closet. He has a lot more built-in storage in his closet to kind of keep all of his treasures. Uh, and then, you know, with Lincoln, for example, he's a lot more minimalist and wants everything to be put away. So we used a lot more closed containment in his room, like bins that kind of match the color scheme. Um, and his brain, I think he just functions so much better in a much more soothing kind of minimal environment. So you see so much less when you walk into his room as you would when you walk into his brother's room. And how does that play out through the rest of your house? Like what your living room and your dining room, um, what do you do with those when you have such different personalities and your kids? And I don't know if your husband and you are the same. Um, you already said that you like probably the minimalist vibe. You're more like your yeah. older son, the older of the three of uh, the two little ones. Um, what, how does that play out in your house? Um, our house is pretty, I try to keep it feeling very like warm minimalist, if that makes sense. And so to me, that means uh, everything definitely has its home and we're not seeing an unnecessary amount of clutter, but the things that are out have a sentimental value to one or all of us. So we have like, if there's things that are out on a surface, it's going to be more likely to be like a beautiful house plant um, where it's beautiful, but also functional and that it's, you know, the air quality inside our homes or like framed photos of a vacation that we all took together uh, when we do go on family vacations, we'll buy like one piece of artwork or one thing that reminds us of that trip. And that's kind of how we style out on our bookshelves or out. But then everything else is kind of tucked away. Uh, like all the like board games and that kind of stuff, they're just behind closed doors, <laughs> literally. Behind closed doors. And that yeah. <laughs> helps you guys to feel and stay sane, yes? Yeah, absolutely. And then it's really easy to just be like, hey, do you guys want to play checkers? And they know exactly where to go. They can pull it out. When we're done, it just goes right back again. Do you have any tips for getting them to put it right back again? Constantly reminding. <laughs> it's like, I don't know that any mom has a secret hack for getting their kids to listen every time on the first time. Uh, but it is, you know, it's, I feel like I must say that 50 times a day, like, Hey, who left their cup on the kitchen table? Who it's like, you know, where it goes, just put it in the dishwasher. Um, now that they're a little bit older, you know, I've had pretty frank conversations with them too, where it's like, if you are leaving all of these things out, it feels to me as though you're saying, Hey, I don't need to do this because it's your job to pick up after me. And that doesn't feel fair to me. And so I think they're starting to understand a little bit more to uh, the importance of kind of holding their own weight with, you know, with household chores and things. Uh, and also I think 
they know now, like once everything is done, once all of your chores are done, everything is put away, um, that we can just go have fun. Like we all have the time to just be outside together. Uh, you know, we'll, they love playing their video games and making TikToks and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. You are clearly so good at organizing things. Can we talk a little bit about organizing time? You run your business out of your house. So you're at home working and you have your kids at home now and they're in middle school. I think remotely you had said. So how do you organize your time and and kind of figure all of that out? That's such a good question. Um, I think I'm constantly reevaluating what it is that I'm trying to accomplish on any given day and also within a week. Uh, So like every Monday morning, for example, I wake up a little bit earlier so that I can plan out everything that I know has to get done this week and what's happening on each particular day. So this handy notebook is always with me. We also have a family calendar that's out. We just display two months at a time so everyone can kind of see what's happening on any particular day. And then we're just, you know, always updating and making sure that we're also leaving time to just like relax and not keeping everything really overly scheduled. But I think for me, just seeing everything written out, knowing, okay, like today is going to be very busy, but tomorrow is a little bit lighter. Like just gives me that kind of peace of mind. So your family calendar is a paper calendar, not a digital one. I love writing things. It's funny because I'm also like one of our company missions is to be very sustainable And I feel like a paper calendar and a paper notebook are like really the only two paper products that I use. (laughs) And it's, you know, I do it digitally as well. I use Asana to keep track of all of our projects and all of the tasks that all of my um, team members are working on at any given time. But I still just get so much satisfaction out of handwriting out the same information. Which, yeah, me too. I don't yeah. know why that is. I like yeah. I, so I use Trello with with my savvy working mom team, and then with my like my, my corporate job where work everything is digital. But mm-hmm. when it comes to my agenda, like my planner, I have to write it out. And most of like the appointments and things make it into a calendar. But I I just need yeah. to write these things out. I have a very overactive mind. Like it's probably my biggest challenge is. Um, being able to quiet my thoughts. And a part of writing it out feels as though I'm taking everything that's sort of swirling around in my head schedule wise. And just like, it's such an outlet to see it finally like written down and like, okay, I don't need to keep having the same thought over and over again about what my week or my day is going to look like because I've, you know, taken the time to just put pen to paper and I can see it and now I can move on. (laughs) Yes. No, that's so real. I think one of the most impactful, it's like small, but it was so impactful for me to having a better evening routine and like sleeping better and not waking up in the middle of the night trying to run through my to-do list. Mm -hmm. It's just to write down the most important things I need to do the next day before I go to bed. Cause it's like, if I can just get them on paper, then they don't like stick in my brain and wake me up at 3am. That is such a good idea. And I wake up at 3am almost every night. Yeah. I have a four month old now who's waking me up at 3 a.m. Yeah. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. So I do want to take one moment to be super selfish. I know that my, um, that my audience is here and they're not in this specific situation, but I am, which is I am moving in three weeks. We are packing up our tiny, but my husband would tell you cluttered. Um, I would say full of joy and mm-hmm. I'm much more like your younger son. Um, apartment and we are going to be moving to Utah and I know it's like it's going to be so different and I'm really really excited about it and I'm also really nervous about unpacking I've moved a lot I have lived in 
nine or 10 places as an adult. So I've moved a lot and I've packed and unpacked a lot. And the one thing that I realize, like the wisdom that comes with doing it so many times is that I suck at unpacking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not good at it. Um, It's like, it takes me forever to do it. And then I'm always frustrated with where I put the things, but then they just stay there. So this time we actually are planning on hiring an organizer to help with the unpacking. I love this. What are some of the questions? Like, how do I vet an organizer? How do I find a good one? Um, I think so much of it is going to be personality wise. Like, do you enjoy having a conversation with them? And are they saying things that really connect with you as a person and as a mom? You know, for me, the questions that I would ask a new client are going to be like about how they're going to function in their home because everybody uses their space differently. Even if you think about a kitchen, I cook all the time and I'm cooking for five people, sometimes more. I have a big family. I love having people over when we were allowed to, all those things. So for me, the kitchen and where everything is placed is very important, but then you'll have people who just Postmates every meal and it doesn't really matter to them. And same thing with kids, like where are they doing their homework? Do they have a space in their rooms? Like, are you setting it up in a dining room that needs to be a shared space? They really should be invested in trying to figure out how you are going to be able to exist in your space and what's going to make the most sense for you and your family, as opposed to what's just going to like look beautiful for an after photo, because that's how you get the easy to maintain piece. It has to be something that makes sense for you. um, And that's very easy for you. If it's too complicated, it's never going to stick. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. Wait, I love to cook too. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite dish, like a go-to thing that you love to make for your family? I mean, I love cooking everything. I grew, my mom is Middle Eastern. And so she was the one who taught me how to cook as a child. And so I love making like traditional Middle Eastern dishes. And I think like Lebanese food is probably some of my favorite cuisine. Mm. But I also love basically anything that you can do in like a slow cooker or an instant pot, like all the like hearty stews and soups. I think also I'm like really craving cold weather right now. (laughs) So I want like all of the fun, like hot dishes. Uh, But I love the simplicity of that where it's like you can wake up and throw everything into a pot and then you have this beautiful meal at the end of the day. Yeah. My slow cooker is literally going right now as we're speaking, oh, yeah. making some Berber chicken. Oh, so um, nice. Yeah. It's so good. And then we like, we shred it. It's just chicken breast. So then we'll shred it and we use it in soup and we use it in tacos and we like make bowls, you know, yeah. quinoa bowls and stuff out of it. Um, and it's See, delicious. I love that. So good. So wait, going back to this, uh, all right, we're moving and we, I need an organizer. Mm-hmm. Do I need to, does it matter how I pack, how the things get packed when they arrive? Um, is there a oh, better way to do it? Like what, how do we make sure that we get the most out of the organizer? Because I don't know that they're going to, um, you know, they're not necessarily, they're not going to help us pack here in New York. Mm -hmm. So these are such good questions. And yes, it absolutely matters how you pack. Uh, We're actually, I feel like this whole topic is so important that my team's putting together a whole like guide to moving so that you, it's like covers everything from before you even pack until after you unpack. 
Um, so hopefully that'll be done by the time this airs and we can share that with your audience too. That'd be awesome. But for me, when, so the most important thing with packing, especially if you have movers who are going to come and pack your stuff, if you think about where items are located in your home now, they may or may not be going to the same room in your future house. And so I think that's the biggest mistake is like putting not similar objects together into one box just because they were located in one room. Um, for example, books. I have books all throughout our home. And if a mover was going to come and pack up those books, I wouldn't necessarily need to open one box that's just labeled living room and it has like a blanket, a few books, a shoe that was left there. Like it just, that doesn't make sense to me. It's not very intuitive. Also, I may not want to unpack my books first thing. And I might be looking for my TV remote. Like that's what I want to find when I'm unpacking a living room box, like throw blankets and like those things. And then maybe books are less. So I think if you can take the time to kind of put similar things in similar spaces so that they get packed that way and are properly labeled, that's really helpful. And then making sure that the boxes go to the rooms that they need to be opened in. Because uh, I can tell you from experience, we spend so much of our unpacking days just taking boxes and being like, why did this bathroom box end up like in the pantry? And now we have to lug it up two flights of stairs. So that's helpful. I think decluttering before anything makes it into a box is a game changer. So if you have like picture your kitchen junk drawer, don't just dump all of that into a box and you're going to open it and be like, well, I have like gum wrappers and a paper clip. And like you just, that's not how you need to be spending your time when you're already dealing with all of the changes of arriving in a new city and a new home. So the more time you can take kind of eliminating the things that you don't want to see on the other end, it's going to be so much easier for you and also a lot faster for the organizer who's helping you. So how do you know what those things are, right? Because we are doing some decluttering mm -hmm. and it is going, okay, I have managed to, like I said, I've moved a lot. So this, I was very proud of myself. We moved into the apartment we're in now. We've been here for about three years and there was a box that had gone through three different moves with me and I never fully unpacked it. And so <laughs> when we moved here, I was like, okay, I don't even want to know what's in it. Just get rid of it. It's all <laughs> trash. Yeah. Just, it's literally trash. Um, so I, I evolve, right? We evolve and we grow. And as we're decluttering now, I, um, since we've been in this apartment, right, I've had two babies. Um, I've had like just a lot of life change, but mostly two yeah. babies. And so a lot of the clothes that I still had from my early college years, I have let go of, um, donated those all out. Uh, some of the books, right. I, I hung out to, I have hung on to a lot of books from like undergrad and grad school that I know I will never use again. So mm -hmm. I got rid of those. So I feel good about these two kind of massive things to get rid of. But now as I look around my house, we've got like odds and ends and little things here and there. And I'm kind of like, what do we take? What don't we take? And it starts to feel a little overwhelming. Any advice for folks? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, there's usually the pretty obvious ones of like, I just, I don't even like that in this apartment. So you're not going to like it in your next place either. With kids, I think there's a lot of opportunity as well to really streamline their toys, books, clothes that they've aged out of. Uh, living rooms, I just, I would, it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. You have your entire life basically to pack into boxes in the coming weeks. And I would just get really crystal clear on like, what feeling do you want to have in your new home? And then looking at every object and thinking like, is this going to create that vibe in our new space or not? Is that something that you do regularly, even if you're not moving, like you and your personal life, do you 
take it like, I don't know, every quarter, or every six months, take a look around and just say, is this the vibe that I want and declutter? Yeah. Every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm very in the habit of like the minute I see something that's out of place, it's like I'm it's organizing is definitely a habit. It's not like you just do it once and then it's done. Like you, it's a practice that you really should be keeping up. But if you're doing it every day in the sense of like, you know, I'm looking at this book and I realize like, I don't, I never actually liked that book. I'm never going to finish it. And I wouldn't recommend it to a friend. Then like immediately it goes into my donate pile, but more seriously, like I'll look at my wardrobe probably once a quarter and just think like, is it still in line with, like who I am as a person and how I want to present myself to the outside world. You know, I think for a long time, there's like the section of clothes that don't really fit you anymore, but that you're hanging on to for some reason, like that kind of stuff. So just getting really crystal clear on like, this is my body. Like it is this size. I'm going to buy clothes that fit comfortably and that I feel beautiful in for my body as it is today. Um, and then just letting go of the things that are not that. And I think doing that once a quarter or even like once every six months is pretty helpful because so much does change. Like you said, in the last three years, you've had two children. Like imagine how different your life is today from how it was even 12 months ago. Uh, and I think our houses need to constantly grow and evolve to keep up with us. I love that. I think it's so true. And thank you for sharing that and saying that because I think it's, it's impactful. We are coming to the end of the interview. And so I just want to ask you two questions, the same questions I ask every mama at the end of every show, which is what is your morning routine? My morning routine on an ideal day. On an ideal <laughs> day. I wake up before the rest of the household. Um, I do a quick guided meditation. Again, just trying to like start my day by calming my whirlwind thoughts so that I can feel really clear and focused. And most of the time they are focused around like a living vision or like something that I would like to manifest into my actual life. And then I move my body in some capacity, whether it's going for a run or a walk and then coffee, kids, breakfast, all that stuff. But if I can do meditation and exercise and coffee before, and if it's a Monday, then I'm doing my weekly planning. If it's another day, then I'm just kind of updating if I need to, if anything has shifted. So it's usually my morning is all about getting really focused and having time for me where I feel grounded and calm. And I know what is in store for me for the day before everybody else wakes up and the calm feelings go away. <laughs> what time is that? What time do you get up and what time do, does your household get up? Uh, between 5.45 and 6.30 for me. And the boys are usually, they're up at 6.30, but they don't usually emerge until like 7. Nice. I think and they're the sleeping and video games from that first thing. <laughs> they're oddly very quiet. You're like you're up, but you're not doing anything. Yeah. Or I can't hear you. There's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's usually it. Um, it's like when, yeah, when my toddler goes too quiet in the other room and I'm like, oh, yeah. what, what's going on in there? Gotta something go in. has happened. That's right. Uh, and what is the one thing that you want other working mothers to know? I think that it's just so important that you give yourself some grace, you know, every day. And it's, so wild how much working moms try to fit into any given day or week. And so I think, you know, 
just looking at yourself with a little bit of kindness, the same as you would to a friend, it really goes a long way to kind of take care of yourself and then try and schedule in something that's fun, something that's not work and housework and just about taking care of a family, something that's just about all of you coming together to actually connect as a family and just having a good time because it's so important. Yes. Having a good time is extremely important. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Also, that was great. Yeah. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.